You are listening to Spark My Muse, and I'm your host, Lisa DeLay. This is Soul School Lesson 206, What We Welcome. Today on Soul School, I'm going to be replying to a reader of my book, The Wildland Within. I was so happy that someone contacted me on Twitter. His name is Felix, and I believe he's Kenyan. He just finished my book, and he reached out to ask me about the welcoming prayer. His question is so insightful, and I'm glad for a chance to clarify what the welcoming prayer is a little bit more, because it's unfamiliar to us, and it can seem like the welcoming prayer can perhaps roll over in the face of suffering, abide by injustice. But the welcoming prayer is actually a way we can cope well with our circumstances, no matter what they are and what sort of situations we find ourselves in. Felix wrote to me and said, Having just finished reading Holocaust survivor Ellie Weissel's work, Night, I'm unable to reconcile how to see the welcome prayer as anywhere close to being applicable in a meaningful way in those extreme cases of horror and injustice. For those of you who are unfamiliar with Ellie Weissel and his book, Night, and he wrote other books too, here's what Night is about. Night is Ellie Weissel's masterpiece, a candid, horrific, and deeply poignant autobiographical account of his survival as a teenager in the Nazi death camps. The new translation by Marion Weissel, his wife and frequent translator, presents this seminal memoir in the language and spirit truest to the author's original intent. In the preface, Ellie reflects on enduring importance of night and his lifelong passionate dedication to ensuring that the world never forgets man's capacity for inhumanity to men. Night offers much more than a litany of the daily terrors, everyday perversions, and rampant sadism at Auschwitz and Buchenwald. It also eloquently addresses many of the philosophical as well as personal questions implicit in any serious consideration of what the Holocaust was, what it meant, and what its legacy is and will be. So this is a profound book about suffering. And the welcoming prayer, as I explain in my book, is something we can do that allows us to be present with our emotions. The better word for the welcoming prayer could be the acknowledging prayer or the validating prayer. Perhaps welcome sounds too much like we welcome the situation or we welcome what's happening, but it actually is something we can do, a spiritual practice we can do that involves integrating and noticing our feelings, our emotions, our thoughts, sensations, and commotions, and all the commentaries in our body. And we welcome those things. We welcome ourselves in the situation And we appreciate and validate all the feelings, whether terrible, whether shocked and numb. We welcome all those things in ourselves, not in the situation itself. And we do that so that we can really show up for our lives. We can endure by becoming acquainted with reality as it is and realizing that we are bringing our full selves to the situation and that ultimately certain terrible things are not in our control. It is a kind of thy will be done prayer, but it's done with the whole embodied selves of us. Instead of welcoming things as they are, you might say, I acknowledge. I acknowledge my feelings of anger. I acknowledge my feelings of chaos. I acknowledge my feelings of anxiety in this situation. And you lay them at the feet of Christ. 
this kind of spiritual practice, this prayer, helps me personally when I feel like things have really spun out of control. It doesn't help me when I shove those feelings to the side or pretend that they're not happening. Felix also asks, how can one welcome racism and injustice? How is this letting go of one's desire for insecurity compatible with a pursuit for justice, which is fueled by dissatisfaction with the status quo? Again, Felix asks a superb question. Are we welcoming in this prayer, in this spiritual practice, things that are wrong, things that are unjust? Are we welcoming the status quo? I replied to him, I thank you for asking, and I love these kinds of questions because they center on reality. We have to live out these questions, and never should we welcome or abide by injustice. What we welcome is ourselves over fantasy, over fear, or denial of our situation. In a way, welcoming prayer or the affirmation of ourselves in the situation and the validation of those things helps us to stand against injustice. It gives us the fuel to resist the status quo. It gives us the energy to withstand these slings and arrows and the suffering that comes in a chaotic and unjust world. I knew I couldn't reply to Felix on Twitter because Twitter is a terrible medium for really explaining much of anything. But I wanted to reply with a quick response that encapsulated some of what I was trying to say in the book. The welcoming prayer is not about our situation, but it's about our posture, our attitude, and our perspective during suffering. Ellie Wiesels lived a kind of welcoming prayer, and that's why he could survive something as horrific as Auschwitz. He adjusted, he survived the chaos, the catastrophe of it, the brutality, the evilness. And he survived it by coming in contact with reality as he did. I don't think that he prayed any kind of welcoming prayer, but I think that he, he lived it out by coming to grips with the situation and dealing with it the best he could to survive. And really, that's all most of us can do. And that is exactly what the welcoming prayer helps us do. It helps us to get our perspectives in order so that we don't just concentrate on only the pain and only our hopeless or helpless situation. We lay aside the things we can't control in order that we can be freed of them in a certain way. This is a really difficult topic, and I cover some difficult topics in my book, The Wild Land Within. I'm really glad to Felix for reaching out to me. And if you have any questions about anything in my book, anything hard or anything challenging that you would like to know a little bit more, I'm so grateful to explain it on this medium of an audio podcast. If you'd like to do the book with others or have some companionship as you read through the book, I'll be looking for a way to set up a book club that is virtual where we can go through the book slowly together. So if you haven't found a partner or trusted friend to go through the book together, stay tuned at sparkmymuse.com for announcements on how we will work through the book together. Perhaps you can find someone within that group in a more intimate way about some of the specifics of the book and in your life. Thank you, Felix, for presenting this question that I could encounter more thoroughly. Thank you for your work and witness. Next week, I will return to a reading from Tillich 
on existentialism, art, and literature that covers modern art and the seeming meaninglessness that is represented there. It's fascinating. He has a way of really distilling insights that most people haven't encountered, and I'm really excited to share that with you.